Welcome to Wrestling Goons Radio, the podcast from the IWC for the IWC, and this is Between the Sheets. Thanks to Max Sports Channel and Power Station FM. Find us on social media, like and subscribe, and give us a rating. Guys, let's go ahead and get into it. Got a lot of topics to uh, discuss. First one we're going to discuss right now is the Roman Reigns suspension. Uh, before I want to before we get into that, I want to introduce our guests. We have Daniel Tanner and Michael Robinson. Guys, thanks for being here. Thank you. Glad to be here. So, quite a uh, popular topic right now, the Roman Reigns suspension. Uh, a lot of speculation as to what he's been doing. Uh, my main concern right now is how it's going to affect the draft. Uh, Dan, any thoughts on... The Roman Reigns suspension. Uh, where do you think it's going to uh, affect the, the draft, and are you surprised? All right, so Roman Reigns getting suspended, fell in a drug test. Not sure what it is. Maybe steroids, maybe weed, maybe a little cocaine. Maybe you like to do a little line here and there, but that's okay. Uh, I don't think he will, though, but I'll be very surprised if he doesn't get picked either in the top three or something. He should get to pick number one, but if not, it could affect him. And But overall, I don't think it really affects his status as a top guy. He may not get the title for a while, but I'm pretty sure everyone doesn't care. All right, and Michael, your thoughts on the suspension? Uh, how do you think it's going to affect the draft? I don't... You know, I don't think it's going to affect it at all. I'm kind of wondering if it's just like kind of time off. I, I, I think you just need some well-deserved time off right now. And if they're playing off of him having time off and messing with like a suspension with drugs or alcohol or whatever it may be, I mean, that's a fine line to, to play with. But I think he's just fucking relaxing right now, honestly. And... um He'll be he'll be a top three pick going into the draft. Top three. Who do you think is going to be yeah. a top two then if he's the top three? Well, we'll see, won't we? We will see. So, <laughs> so what you're saying you're alluding to the, the possibility this could be a work? I, you know, I think it is a work. I don't, I don't honestly believe that he's done any wrongdoings. I think this is just him losing the belt and him taking some time off. And this is the way they're playing it. I think it's, I, I really think that's what it is. If it's a work, if it's a work, I mean, why not just make him suffer an injury or something for a little while instead of just saying he failed some sort of drug test or something? I mean, it kind of messes up his reputation being that role model for kids. Well, I mean, they kind of played that injury, you know, scenario before with him and Triple H busting his nose thanks to Byron Saxon for uh, messing that up. Right. <laughs> but they they played that before yeah. and they did the whole K-Fab uh, broken nose selfies and everything, but you know, I'd, I if agree. It's, if it's not a if it's not a work and it is legitimately him being suspended for, you know, breaking the wellness policy, then you also have to take into consideration that he's going to be going for 30 days he will be back just in time for the triple threat you know is this something that 
is going to really affect the storyline moving forward? Is this, you think it will uh, enhance the storyline? I mean, I can't possibly see this guy coming back as a face right now. No. No, this is like perfect for them to come back as a heel. Um, you know, The Rock has been supportive of his cousin the whole time during this whole process. And he hasn't said a word about this whole thing. So that kind of leaves, like, kind of like in between on like being a work or it being real. Um, if it's real, of course, you know, Dwayne Johnson is going to be completely upset about the whole situation. But if there's not a better time for him to come back as a heel and get drafted as a heel, like, they're, they're out of their minds if they don't make him a badass heel after this, honestly. What do you think, Dan? I really don't care too much about what happens going forward. I mean, to be honest with you, I didn't agree with Dean Ambrose winning the title like that. They should have kept it on Seth Rollins. And the whole rumor that the WWE knew about this whole failed drug test or whatever the case may be, it just just kind of sends a bad message to me because... You could have just let Seth and Dean, you know, fight it out and then took Roman Reigns out the picture and be okay with that. But you knew about this and then you guys went ahead with a triple threat match, even though he'll be back in time, though. But you won't have him to support that build up, to support that storyline that's going forward. And then no, there's no telling if he's going to be part of the SummerSlam feud leading up to there. Yeah, they, I agree. I mean, if if they knew about it, I feel like the only saving grace at this point would be to write it into the story and have that be part of the McMahon feud where Shane and his sister, uh, Stephanie, they just battle each other, have her come back, say that she knew about it, um, have it part of the storyline. Because right now, like you said, it just kind of discredits them a little bit that they allow their top guy to hold the title and defend it on one of the biggest pay-per-views of the year. But then they have people like Adam Rose who violates it because he used prescription pills that his doctor prescribed to him and he gets suspended. So, I mean, it's, it's a, it's a hypocrisy that, you know, we've seen in the past with Vince McMahon dropping F bombs. It's, it's okay for him to do it, but nobody else it's, as long as it benefits them, it seems like it's okay. It's kind of sketchy. It, it's a little sketchy, but yeah. we'll see how it affects the triple threat. Um, one thing going into that, you've got the brand extension coming up in July. Correct. And that's going to take place right before the pay-per-view. So how is the triple threat going to be affected now with Roman Reigns being suspended and do you think that the triple threat is a setup for splitting the titles? That's kind of obvious. I think they're going to, I mean, it's kind of clockwork at this point. They're going to split the titles again. We're going to have two different belts. We're going to have that. I don't, I don't, you know, honestly, I don't think you're going to have the old WCW design. I think they're going to create a new design for SmackDown. They're not, they're not going to bring back Big Gold? No, I don't think they're going to bring back Big Gold. No, no. I, I think they're going to have the a different belt, which they should. If they're going to do something like this, and they're going to they're gonna split it again, 
they might as well be different and go off off the charts and just create a new belt more you know smackdown you know everybody thinks smackdown we think we think blue right so they should create a title belt that has more blue in it more smackdownish and that's probably what they're going to do here and that's probably what i see happening so do you think michael that with roman reigns in a suspension if they don't write it into the storyline and they just kind of sweep it under the rug and try to ignore it and hopefully it'll go away do you think that backstage he's still going to get punished for it? Do you think that that's going to affect him retaining the uh, or regaining the title? Do you think Dean Ambrose is going to be the top guy now? No, Dean Ambrose is not going to be the top guy. Um, Seth Rollins is the top guy, honestly. Seth Rollins is the man. He runs WWE right now. He is the guy. Without Seth Rollins, WWE is not run properly. He is the most popular wrestler they have, and um, he's going to get one of those two belts. I don't know what show he's going to be on. Probably Raw, since it's flagship. He's going to get one of those two belts, and Roman and Dean can fight for the other one, but Seth is definitely getting that, getting that Raw belt. No doubt. What do you think, Dan? What's your thoughts on the triple threat going into the... Suspension in the draft. Who do you see is going to be p- picking up the top dress? Uh, this triple threat match, again, I don't care about for it. Um, they should have saved this for SummerSlam at the very least. It's Battleground. Who's really going to care? And, of course, we already know there's going to be some sort of stupid finish at the end. But if they do sp- split the belt, I think that at this current time, Dean... And Seth Rollins need to have the belt. And I guess that's a way to maybe punish Roman a bit. And I'm all for if Seth Rollins goes to Raw. Yeah, I I agree. I, I, I can see Roman being pushed back a little bit as, as kind of a form of pun, uh, punishment for his suspension. Now, one thing you did touch on, though, that you, you've kind of already, like the rest of the IWC, foresee how... The match is going to end for the most part. And a lot of people are upset that Money in the Bank was predictable. They're probably upset that Battleground will most likely be predictable as well. The The question I have for y'all too is, just because something is predictable, does that necessarily mean that it's bad storytelling? Just because you were able to figure out the ending, were you still not entertained? And Michael, you can go ahead and uh, answer that one first. No, I mean, if the inning's predictable, that, that's one thing, but it's the story leading up, leading up to it, of course. And I honestly think that if they play their cards right, even though it's just Battleground, I mean, they can, um, they can do a lot of things with this show and uh, make it more intriguing than it. You know, the name itself is not intriguing at all. You know, nobody wants to watch Battleground, but if there's a draft around it and, like, controversy with Roman getting suspended and we're leading into the belts getting split up, brands getting split, this can be one of the biggest shows of the year, honestly. And if they build up these next Raws coming up and the next SmackDowns coming up, the live SmackDowns and everything that's portraying right now, I mean, the story leading up to this 
could be really great. And that's kind of leads me to believing this this Roman Reigns suspension is kind of like the timing is impeccable. It's like, is it is it really honestly happening? Like, is it real? And I honestly, I don't. If even if he did performing performance enhancing drugs or whatever he's suspended for, at the the point they're at right now, I don't think they would formally announce that. I think they would come up with something else, something else to announce to the public. Like, kind of leads me to believe it's a whole, it's a work, and I think it's, it's going to build up to something bigger, and it's, it's going to be really interesting the next thirty to sixty days. See what happens here. And Dan, what do you think, man? What's your thoughts on the whole situation? Um. As far as the just because we know that what the end is going to be doesn't necessarily mean Can you hear me? Hello? Yeah, I hear you, Dan. Oh, I'm sorry. Let me try that. Let me do that again. I guess it can be edited. Uh, as far as a prediction, it doesn't mean just because we know what the ending is doesn't mean that we can't sit back and enjoy what's leading up to it because we want to see how it plays out. And we never know that even though the ending is predictable, that we could be still surprised at the end as well. Right. I completely agree. I mean, a lot of a lot of people are upset over predictability, but I mean. Just because it's predictable doesn't mean it's bad because there's been plenty of storylines that, you know, they threw curveballs at us and swerved us and they've been horrible. So just because we don't know what's going on and they keep us guessing doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be good. Uh, One thing I will say going into our next topic, they do have me guessing at least try to figure out what's going on with this this storyline. Y'all noticed uh, last Monday night, with the promo with the Bray Wyatt and uh, Xavier Woods, bro, bro, what was going on with X Woods, man? I'm telling you right now, this is actually more exciting to me than the than what they're programming for the main event. Bray Wyatt and the Wyatt family returning, and this whole brainwashing thing they're doing on Xavier, bro. I'm telling you right now, we're going to be sitting here and talking six, seven, eight months from now, hopefully not that long, and the Wyatt family is going to have the world championship. They're going to have one of them. They're, going to be t- they're probably going to two belts at this point, but Bray is going to have one of them on his shoulder, and and that's what should happen because he's colorful, he's entertaining. And he draws you in. He draws the audience in. Look at all the phones in the air. Look at all the look at all the iPhones and the droids in the air. He's got the fireflies. He's got the fireflies, man. And I'm telling you, Bray Wyatt is he is the man. He's he's one of the hottest things. He's top three drawing talent in the whole company right now. No doubt. In my mind. Dan, would you agree? Do you think the uh Well first off, do you 
what are your thoughts on the hypnosis angle going with Bray Wyatt? And do you think that possibly the, the Wyatt family will be the team to take off the goal from the longest reign in tag team champions? My thoughts on Bray's new quote unquote powers is kind of sad in my opinion. It's cool, but it's sad because it just adds more to his mystique, his mysteriousness, and whatever. I mean, Bray Wyatt is a great talker. The whole Wyatt setup thing is all nice and all, but it doesn't mean nothing. I mean, Bray Wyatt hasn't really won anything where it counts. Neither has the Wyatt family. I haven't even seen uh, Braun Strowman compete, really, so I'm not really sold on the Wyatt family at this time. Who I'm sold on more so is Luke Harper whenever he comes back and become a full-time singles. I think he'll win the title before Bray will. But other than the hypnosis thing, that's just some bullcrap they're trying to sell us with the whole new face of fear and all that crap. I'm not buying it. I mean, if anybody's going to be able to sell it, it's going to be Xavier Woods because it threw me off when I first saw it because I wasn't sure what was going on, but when you started watching it and it it was kind of creepy. I'm not going to lie. I, I was digging it. I mean, it's, it will be interesting to see. I'm sure that if, if they play it right, we'll have Luke Harper come back during the draft and he'll be separated from the Wyatts and maybe he'll get a singles push that he deserves. It's going to be a good draft. It's setting up to be a really exciting draft. Oh Looking, yeah. No doubt. There There's tons of talent that could be spread out and what would you do brian what would you do with the first pick of the draft that is a very good question if i was booking and i got the first round draft pick john cena (laughs) it would definitely not be john cena um (laughs) i would probably pick aj styles amen wow I think that's, I fell out of my chair yeah. just now. Luckily, my microphone is muted because I fell backwards. Bro, let me tell you. Bro. Bro. Mike, let me tell you. AJ Styles, is, is he's reviving uh, his character right now. Uh, rumor has it that he was supposed to be a mid-card, and that's where he was going to stay. And I guess WWE officials felt like, you know what? Hey, we got a star, which is ridiculous. Re- Tarted if they didn't think they had one anyway, but two to three years ago they should have. They should have, but they didn't, and that's fine because I enjoyed watching him in New Japan. But yeah, right now his his feud with AJ or with uh John Cena is, is amazing. They're the theme song too. Yeah, yeah, their promos back and forth are great. They don't great. want none. They don't want none. John Cena don't want none. <laughs> he doesn't want none. Dan, so since Mike asked the question, I'm going to ask you now. If you were booking and you had your choice, first-round draft pick, who would it be? And don't say Zack Ryder. Woo, woo, woo. You there, Dan? I don't think he knows it. I think he's speechless. I think I took his first pick. Okay. So <laughs> he what? took his first pick with AJ Styles, so he doesn't know what to do now. So, bro, who would you pick? My first pick? Yeah. Well, yeah, you picked AJ Styles, right? Yeah, so who would your second pick be? Because I know you'd pick him, too. Uh, Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins? Dream yeah, match no right there. 
no doubt. Could you yeah. imagine that? AJ Styles versus Seth I, Rollins. It's probably the next. It's probably the next main event. Uh, <laughs> I'm easy. going with Seth Rollins. See, well, there you go. So you're going with Seth Rollins, Dan? Yeah, Seth Rollins would be number one on my pick. I mean, why not? I mean, he has charisma, he has in-ring skills, and regardless if he's a heel right now, I mean, the fans still love him. Yeah, and he does that sick, dirty deeds finisher. He's a he's a tweener, man. He is not even a, like he is not a heel or a face right now. They don't know what to do with him. He's so good. In, in case anybody so, wasn't sure, I don't want our fans thinking I really don't know the finisher. That was a Michael Cole jab. Right. Really well, here's good. the thing. The only, the only thing I don't like I don't like about Seth Rollins is that his finisher. I wish they bring back this curb stomp. However. I wish, I mean, the pedigree is nice if you just want to do a quick finisher, but his main finisher should be the Phoenix Splash. I just love how he does it. It's funny you bring up the curb stomp. And I think Michael already knows where I'm going with this. Here we go. Here we go. Controversial topic that met the internet this morning. So, speaking of band moves, there was a podcast uh, recently done by Chris Jericho and it was detailing the tragedy that occurred with the Benoit family and in light of that it is rumored that WWE is going to ban the bank statement <sighs> drum roll because it is too similar to the crossface whether or not this is true, we don't know. This is a rumor show, so this is why we, we have this show, so we can discuss this and get everybody's thoughts on it. So I guess my question to Dan, it would be, I mean, I know you're not happy with it. Nobody could be happy with it, but does it make sense to you? Like, Nope. It doesn't make sense to me because, I mean, we have several other different performers who kind of use that move similarly. Um, one that stands out to me is Daniel Bryan a little bit. I don't know why they just single her out and say, oh, well, you know what? We want you to stop doing using that bang statement or whatever. Um, it's some wrestling move. I mean, come on. Goodness sake. I mean, what's next? You're going to tell people they can't do frog splash from the top row because it reminds them of Jimmy Snook, uh, Superfly Snooker, because, I mean, technically, he hasn't been prosecuted yet, but he's a murderer in a lot of people's opinion. So we should stop, you know, using that splash or whatnot. But, I mean, it's ridiculous. I don't know what move she could use, though, but I'm happy that she's back on TV and pretty much she's going to get her push that she deserves. All right, Michael, what do you think? If they do ban it, any alternatives for the name or a different move? Maybe like a direct deposit. You with us, Michael? Yeah, I'm here, man. Bro. Sorry, you cut out for a second. Bro. 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 All right, Bro, so, cut out, man. So, yeah, if they do ban it, what are we going to do? Are we going to make a new new move? If so, what would you name it? Well, hopefully they don't ban it. Um, it's kind of ridiculous, man, um, honestly. Um Direct deposit, really? Where you know? Yeah, what? That, that's all I had, sir. <laughs> where, where is, where is the Miz at when you need him? Really? Really? 
Bro. Really? They're going to ban this move? Really? Really? If they're going to ban anything, I mean, I get the <clears throat> I get the punt by Orton and the curve stomp be- for Rollins because of the head issues, but we're talking about finishers that target the head. If we're going to ban anything, can we ban the five-knuckle shuffle? Not because it's dangerous, just because I, I just don't like looking yeah, at it. I just, I yeah, I don't want to watch it. <laughs> so can we ban that? Um, yeah, well, that, that's a start, but this whole, it's a work, man. It, this is the internet. I don't think WWE has anything going on with this. I think this is a complete work. I don't think her bank statement and her move is going to be canceled at all. I think this is somebody on the internet getting cute, and it's not going to work. And she's the hottest thing going in, in wrestling right now for women, and she's going to still have that move, and it's not going to go away. It's just it's just a rumor right now. I think okay, it's just a rumor. So, so we can all three agree that even though Sasha Banks is legit, this rumor is not. Yeah. I hope not. I hope they don't. If they get rid of her move, they they were like, are they serious? Like, I, really? I could. I mean, it's one of the they, best missions out there. Are they yeah. that frustrated about the Chris Benoit situation? I, I could see this, like you said, Michael, that this is just somebody that went online and yeah. you know, it's it's one of those. It's not a coincidence that it was a, around the same time that the podcast with Jericho came out. Yeah. So it's just one of those probably just trying to ruffle the trying sheets. Trying to stir up something. Yeah. Yeah. So it worked. It worked. Yeah. I mean, it was, it's, it's an interesting topic to We're discuss. We're talking about it. We yeah. are. Because let's face it. I mean, WWE has banned moves in the past for less. So it's not. Yeah. Pile driver. Pile driver. Package pile driver. I mean, the curb stomp, the Randy Orton's uh, punt. There's so many moves that they ban yeah. for no reason. So it could be a storyline issue. Could it be could be real. It could be real. It could be nothing. Who cares? We we still get to see Sasha Banks. Hey, can I can I yeah. throw in a can I throw in a fun fact since yeah, we're on go the ahead. subject? <clears throat> fun fact of the day, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> on oh. June twenty fourth, nine years ago, if I'm not mistaken, today's the day where Chris Benoit lost his life. That is all. Oh, really? Wow. Was that the fun fact? It wasn't that fun, but it was. <laughs> it really wasn't. Oh, I'm sorry. That was just should have just been fact. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I mean, that that's hardcore. That's strong. We're sitting here talking about this, and like you. Wow. Way to kill the vibe, sir. Jeez. Well, I'm going to bed. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to bed too. I can't sleep now. <laughs> I'm going to my weight room. Dude. <laughs> really? <laughs> that will be edited out. <laughs> that will be edited out, Brian. <clears throat> Just make sure when you go to bed, you have a Bible under your pillow. That will also be edited out. <laughs> oh, this God, this is terrible. This <laughs> I feel kind of bad now. You we're should. Like, you brought it up. Look, we're not even alive right now. We're not alive. This is like, none of this will be on the fucking podcast. None of it. I, I figure it would be a nice, fun fact about wrestling. You know, that, you know what? 
How about this? It wasn't a fun fact, but it was a fact that we went and took and made fun. We need to. That is true. What we need to do is like get back into it real quick, and he needs to say that again, but not say fun fact because that's. I think it's really cool that he mentioned that. It's. Oh, I'm. I'm. We're good. I'm just gonna leave this in. No, I'm kind of like. I'm like so down with leaving this in. I'm kind of like. This is a special little uh, Easter egg for all of our wrestling goons fans. If you've if you've listened this long into our podcast, kudos to you. You deserve to hear this. So and, and once again, you can send all your complaints and all that crap to me. Hey, Anthony will lose his fucking mind. <laughs> you, can, you can you can send all your your emails to AnthonyMSFacebook.com. It's going to get flooded with emails. <laughs> make, make, make sure you go on Twitter and tag at Goons Radio. And you tag Anthony Hammett and Michael Robinson and Daniel Tanner. He'd be like, what the hell? What happened? I leave for one day. One day. This, this is what happened, sir. You were afraid of the live mic and it happened. All right. So we are going to move on before I get us in any more trouble. I'm sure well, that... we're not in trouble because you got an editor. Not Edit. yet. Because he's just going to run some stuff on it and he ain't going to listen to it. Right. All right. Moving edit. on. Bro. Edit. Bro, edit. bro. Bro. Let me tell you, bro. Let me tell you. You need to edit. We have a new topic. We have another topic we're going to talk about. Okay. So. Triangle. With all the recent. Yeah. Was, I guess we could talk about that one next. Since we're Jerry talking... Lawler? Well, it was going to be Lawler, but since okay. we just. Lawler. We just got through talking about people killing people. We might as well talk about Angle. Jesus Christ. Here we go. <sighs> well, if you want to talk about killing people and the whole six degree separation of people killing and, you know, Kurt Angle's brother's a killer. And that has nothing that, to do with Kurt Angle. That's, that's where right. we were going. Um, no, and Kurt Angle's right. former trainer was killed. And, no. you know, this is a, today is a bloody and, Friday day. And Kurt Angle's career was killed. Yeah. Because he broke his freaking neck. Oh, we're going to get in trouble. Okay, so let's go ahead and touch real quick on the Kurt Angle. We don't talk about his brother. He's not in wrestling. Uh, we'll talk about Kurt Angle and and the okay, recent... Okay, I'm recent, sorry. What is it? Go ahead. I'm, I'm sorry, but was he the brother that kind of like posed for Kurt Angle that one time? In WWE, I, I didn't even know that happened. I don't, you know, I, I know what he's talking about. I don't think so. I don't oh, think. Okay. I think that was an actor. Okay. Um. So yeah, David Angle is like twenty years older than Kurt. Yeah, he he looks like Jerry like Lawler. Really His mugshot, Jerry Lawler's mugshot looks like. Are you come on, Jerry Lawler, killer. Who gives another episode? Oh. Here we go. Jeez. Okay, so Kurt Angle. He went on an interview with Mark Madden on his podcast, mentioned that he had spoken to Paul uh, Triple H Levesque, said that he will be back in WWE. Doesn't know when, but he will be back. Now, kind of like the Sasha Banks story, people have taken this story and they've said, you know, well, I'm going to make it sound like this. They've gone on social media and basically twisted his words around and said, Kurt Angle's going to be back in the WWE and compete, and bro. he's not. Bro, let me tell you. So he he answered those questions today and actually said that he's 
he's going to be back in the WWE, just doesn't know when yet. And people are taking his words and twisting them around. So yeah. I could see that. Did you have, bro, did you want to add something to it? Well, he knows exactly what's going on right now, bro. He knows. Bro, I know. He ain't going back to the WWE anytime no, soon. No, he's until not going to be in the ring. He's out of the picture. Correct, but he's going in as a Hall of Famer. And he knows that. And I kind of think that's what he's playing off of here. He's going in as a Hall of Famer. And uh, that's, all, that's all it is, man. He's going to... He might actually, there's a possibility between him and a few other wrestlers involved, he could probably main event the next Hall of Fame coming up. And that's probably what it is. I think he's just kind of teasing everybody. If anybody thinks he's going to be in the ring as a performer, they're out of their minds. He's got neck issues. He's old. He's, he's done. The in-ring performer of Kurt Angle is done. And everybody needs to kind of swallow that. And he's going to be, the next time you hear him in WWE, he's going to be a Hall of Famer. Period. Well, he, he put over uh, Zack Sabre Jr. recently at PWG. Not hey, PWG. I'm sorry. John, uh, John Cena. John Cena. Ruthless, ruthless aggression. Yeah, I'm talking to like <laughs> a month ago he did this. So. Well, John Cena was like, what, was that 18 years ago? <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, the next time. The next time we we know for sure that he's coming back is if we see like a WWE 2K18 promo, and they might he might do a commercial like Goldberg did, and maybe that'll be the only time that will and that'll be an indication of him coming back. But other than that, the only time I really really see him coming back is for the Hall of Fame, like Michael said. And of course, the uh, crowd's gonna chant one more match, or you still got or whatever. And he, you know, maybe Vince or Triple H might see that, okay, maybe we will put him in one match. Who knows? But when is he going to drive the milk truck in again? That's what I want to know. The milk truck. That's what I want to see. That, that was I want to see that, too, by the way. Yeah. Okay, so, yeah, we're going to move on from the Kurt Angle deal. I was going to say the Kurt Angle angle, but that just sounded bad, so... We're going to move on to Jerry Lawler. Now, we got Jerry Lawler, been suspended, had a domestic violence dispute with his, uh, I guess, his girlfriend. I don't think they're married, right? Just his girlfriend? Yeah, I think they're engaged. I don't know. She's Not anymore. She's of age that we do know. Who really knows, honestly? Her driver's license says she's of age. It Uh, is Memphis. So... We've got some, we've got some rumors of who's going to be taking his place while he's out, and a couple of people. You have uh, Byron Saxton. Byron Saxophone. And then you have David Otunga. So, really? question is, are you excited? Are you happy that Lawler's gone? Are you going to miss him, or did we just replace one with another one? You got David Otunga, and I like David Otunga. I think he could be a good heel announcer because he's kind of cocky. And I met him at WrestleMania Access at 32, and he's like that in real life. And so I think he could be a good replacement for Jerry Lawler, more so than Saxton. What do you think, Dan? Uh, I, don't, 
I, I don't care really too much about suspension. I mean, I hope they don't replace him because, I mean, it's Jerry Lawler. I mean, come on. But for now, we don't have to worry about, well, actually, he doesn't say puppies anymore. But, yeah, we don't have to worry about his corny jokes. Uh, Saxton, don't care about. Uh, Otunga, he's like, I don't understand why he's still in the WWE or why he hasn't been released yet. I don't know. Um, I really haven't got into his commentary yet, but we'll just have to wait and see. He He's really, like I said, he's he's really good with running that conceited character because, I mean, it's... Like I said, that's how he is in real life. From what I've seen at Access, he carries himself that way, and he could be a good, uh, good heel commentator like Corey Graves. So, what do you think, Michael? You know, I'm thinking here. I'm seeing her just literally just thinking about my past, and Byron Saxon. He he's good, like he's good, but is he great? I don't I don't know. Like, did the do these guys realize the shoes they have to fill because? Like, even Vince McMahon in the early 90s was a great commentator. The Gorilla Monsoon and Jesse Body Ventura and Bobby the Brain Heenan, that'll never, I don't think we'll ever hear or see that again. Um, I mean, that's a big shoes to fill to be a good commentator if you're comparing it to, like, some of the past commentators. Even, like, Lord Alfred Hayes was good. So, okay. So let me pose a question to you then. If you could pick any two commentators and put them together and be your current commentating team, like living, it doesn't matter. Past, present, dead, or alive. Who would it be? Uh, Michael, we'll start with you. Gorilla and Jesse the Body. Gorilla and Jesse the Body. Okay. Yeah. No Dan, Dan, what about you? So like like I can put anybody from any uh company, right? Any company, yeah. Just okay. whoever you would rather appear together. I want to hear Tony Schiavone and I don't know, maybe Vince McMahon. You can still hear Tony Schiavone if you listen to the Gwinnett Braves games. Kudos to you for Tony Schiavone. He was <laughs> he was badass in WCW. Um, I would probably pick Moro and uh, the professor. Wow. That's a good one. That's good. That, that would be, I mean, that would be nothing but wrestling talk. I tell you what, right now, you listen to a Gwinnett Braves game, it sounds like you're watching like classic WCW. It's good. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's weird. I, I have to like find it because I'm way up here in Chicago. He's and... I mean, you just pull it up. Triple A, Gwinnett Braves. He's live. He I, sounds like he's calling balls and strikes, but he's calling like, you know, one, two, threes. It's crazy. I, I can already hear what Anthony would probably say. I'm sure it'd be like Bobby the Brain and JR. Yeah. Yeah, you're you're probably close to what he would say. Yeah. You you got one of the two if you don't have both. I just I picture him being a Bobby the Brain guy. I'm a Bobby the Brain guy, but I like I like Jesse and and Gorilla Gorilla is my number one. Gorilla Monsoon. When I when I play back when I play back old clips, and I listen to him. Even the bro, even the Undertaker. When the Undertaker debuted at 1990 Survivor Series, when he comes out, 
Gorilla makes it a bigger scene than it really was. And that's what a commentator is supposed to do, but Gorilla did a really, really good job of that. Oh, yeah, I agree. And, you know, Jesse did too. He was one of those, you know, classic heel commentators that kind of set the bar. He didn't. He didn't censor himself, and he was a bit of an asshole at times. So I mean, yeah, it worked I remember, out. I remember Gorilla, like when Undertaker came out, he said, "Like he's coming out seven foot. Hell, I don't know how tall he is." <laughs> he made him sound like he was like a skyscraper. You know, right. if you're not like seeing the show and you're hearing it, I mean, that's pretty big. Yeah, and I could I could picture Mike Tanay and Mauro Ranello. Um, just, you know, them calling a match. You'd have Moro just, he's almost like a uh, modern day version of Gorilla, a Gorilla in the terms of how he reacts to the match. Because Moro reacts to the match like a fan would, because he is a fan. And then you have Mike Tanay that would just, he has all the technical talk down. Like he knows every move imaginable. So. It'd be great. I would love to you know, see it. What's you know, up, honor, honorable mention would be uh, Eric Bischoff. He wasn't bad either in his days uh, commentating. No, he wasn't bad at all. He was, you know, he was real good about the the side interviews or like the post match interviews, which is kind of something they should bring back. I think. Um, I mean, they do it like once every blue moon. I mean, they kind of do it backstage. Did they get attacked by the NWO? Right, and then powerbomb through the stage. <laughs> so, so you want Michael Cole to be attacked by the club? I would love that, actually. Well, it's funny you yes, talk about please. Michael Cole being attacked because, you know, yeah. whoever fills Michael Cole's position only has one shoe to fill. Because let's face it, Brock Lesnar left one of the shoes in the ring. If y'all remember that, f fiving uh, Michael Cole. Yes. Out of, his, out of his that, shoe. Was that also a pedigree? That was a pedigree. That was <laughs> a, a that was an over the shoulder pedigree. I Everything's don't know. Everything's a pedigree. Everything's it, a pedigree. It's, it's amazing. If anybody I drove missed, to work today, I put gas in my van. Pedigree. If if anybody missed Raw this past Monday, <laughs> or if you've seen it and you miss the botch from Michael Cole, we're sorry. Dean Ambrose hits the pedigree on Seth Rollins and Michael Cole calls it a pedigree and goes off the air. Nobody corrects him. It was great. The whole rest of the night, Twitter was nothing but hashtag pedigree. It was just random stuff. You know, a dog falls while he's trying to run, pedigree. <laughs> Old lady falls down the street, pedigree. It was like, great. Like, can you imagine, like, probably Triple H hacking the sound truck and like, hey, uh, Michael, I want you to say pedigree for everything and everything becomes a pedigree. You know, there's a bigger picture with this. That's funny you mentioned Triple H. Why, even if even if he pedigreed somebody, right, how can he use the pedigree? I know it's funny that, like, he did the dirty deeds and it was called a pedigree, but how can somebody do the pedigree? And it'd be the pedigree, except for Triple H. Um, because Seth Rollins is the golden boy of Triple H. I mean, first ever NXT champion. I mean, he's pretty much sealed the deal right there. Speaking of speaking of Triple H, technically he is owed a rematch. 
technically. I mean, he did sign a three-year contract hey, to compete. What would the, what would the IWC do if Triple H puts a belt on in a couple weeks? Oh, and and he takes the first uh, well, separated title. Whatever what if Triple H is the first pick of one of these one of these drafts? How awesome draft? would that be if he well, took? Or what if Triple H plays? Or what if Triple H beats Ric Flair's record? Hey, he's got to beat. He's got to be Cena's first. That might be planned. Dan Dan might be touching on something here. That might be planned. What? Yeah. I mean, come on. Triple H does have a big ego, so I mean, he'll probably try to insert himself as much as possible. You know. Okay. Well, let know. me let me touch on one thing too, real quick, before I forget. Mm-hmm. Since we're talking about this and we're speculating beating Ric Flair's reign, you know, they're counting consecutive title reigns. They're talking, you know, WWE title, the WCW title, and then when they combine the belts, they're counting them all together. So if Cena becomes the face of SmackDown and gets a title win, that means he's he's beat Ric Flair, right? Or is he tied? Because I can't remember. Uh, he's tied. So, so okay. So when he gets his next victory in his next title reign, he's going to be tied with Ric Flair, and y'all know that's coming. And I'm sure that when Anthony hears this, he's going to stand up. You know, John Cena is a incredible talent, honestly, and he's got a lot of very unwarranted negative feedback. And I think it has a lot to do with his persona and his wrestling gear because blue jean shorts and just doesn't work. Um, do you have a thing he, about do you have a thing against blue jean shorts though? Look, you can't have blue jean shorts and, and freaking sneakers and become a Ric Flair. It just doesn't work. It's not wrestling. But he's strong, he's talented. And I don't think he deserves nearly half of the disrespect disrespect that he gets. I'm not a fan of his. I'm not. But we're gonna we're gonna like lay down and go to bed like ten years from now, and we're gonna be talking about wrestling to it's, our peers. And Cena's gonna be champion. He's going. He's not gonna be champion. I hope <laughs> not. But. He, but you know what, Brian? It's going to be a topic of discussion. And he's he's submitted his place in wrestling. And whether people like it or not, he's important. And he's done his due diligence. And he's he's a good guy. Like, he's going to be around for a long time in people's heads, even when he retires. He's done a lot. Yeah, no, I totally agree. I mean, he... When you think of WC or WCW, when you think of WWE, you think of John Cena. So I mean, that's just that's one of those uh, names that is just synonymous with WWE right now. I mean, that's one of the hardest working guys they have. So we'll see what happens. Hopefully, they stay. They all stay away from the belts because me personally, I don't care. Or stay away from Raymond's like gym bag. I mean, I don't, I don't care either way if they break his Ric Flair streak. It's not that important to me. But I wouldn't want them to do it just for the fact that they could break it. You know what? The belt, the belt moved around so much 
in the late 80s and early 90s. It's like it changed every other weekend. So it's like whatever. I'm not taking anything away from anybody, but like if you look at if you look at when the belt first started coming into the scene and how long some of the greats held it. It's like really honestly the belts just change too much sometimes. And that, you know, the 13, 14, 15, 16, 17 time, it's like, how many times are the belts changing? Well, I mean, if you think about it from then comparing to now, back then you had different promoters, like, getting together and sharing that one little belt here and there. I mean, you might have your guy, your the top guy. Yeah. yeah, in the territories now, you just only have one promoter and yeah. maybe a couple of uh, writers or whatever getting together say all right we want to put the belt on this guy or whatnot so i mean it's understandable back then now if you do that it's like kind of overkill yeah i agree okay so quick question since we're talking about the titles draft coming up brand extension you pick a champion for each brand who would it be we'll start with dan first Seth Rollins for Raw and Dean Ambrose for SmackDown. All right, Michael, your picks, because I think a lot of people would pick uh, the same ones that Dan just got. Yeah, Raw spot on, spot on on the Raw. Seth Rollins, he's gonna be, he's gonna be the main guy. He is the main guy, so he's Raw champion. It's a shoe in. If it if it's not, I would be really really shocked. Uh, SmackDown, Triple H. Okay, that's ambitious. So a- uh, no 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 Triple H, he's gonna be mad about how things are being ran, and he's gonna carry that belt when it first starts out. But here's I the I like that idea. Yeah. Here's the thing. He's been kind of quiet. He's been kind of quiet. He's going to come back. He's going to hold that SmackDown belt. But who would he feud with? Who would you... Because, let's face it, if you got Seth and Reigns on Raw... Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. So Seth would would be on uh, SmackDown. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You don't think that that with the suspension that Reigns might get demoted? And then... No. No? I don't don't think the suspension... First of all, I don't think it's real. And even if it is real, it's not going to hurt his career at all. That's, um, and that's that's where it might play into being a work. I mean, if you use yeah. that as fuel for... Because everybody's... You know, it doesn't make sense and it's not realistic for Reigns at this point to not be number one draft pick because in storyline purposes. So you give him some heat. You give him a storyline to where he's right. been suspended. So... Yeah. He's going to technically be suspended past the draft. He's going to miss the draft. Yeah. And so that's the only way they could find to keep him from being number one draft pick. And now they're going to try and get like sympathy on him again to have to work his way back up the roster. Yeah. Um, does anybody see probably Randy Orton going back into the oh. title picture? <laughs> Yeah. I hope so. I hope so. Yeah, I hope so, too. I mean, he's been going way too long, and I hope they don't make him a face. Because as much as I like Randy Orton, 
there's just some people that shouldn't be faces, and he's one of them. I agree. Um, well, anything else y'all want to talk about quick, real quick before we uh, cut this off? I think we touched on it. We're good. Dan, you're good? Um, other than, let's see, um, Hulk Hogan, we miss you. We want you to come back. That's all I want to say. I know that was like really, really random to mention Hulk Hogan out the blue. That's fine. If we're going to mention Hulk Hogan, let's mention a fellow NWO brother. Somebody that I really want to get on the show so we can interview him. Somebody that is uh, friends with Michael Robinson over here. And he knows who it is. So I'm going to let him call him out and hopefully uh, get him on the show for us. Come on, Scott. Bro. Chico? Bro. Hey, yo. Hey, yo. Peep this. If you want Razor Ramon to come on wrestling goons, you're going to have to do better than this, Chico. So what do you would say? And there you have it, folks. So Scott Hall, if you're, if you're listening to the Wrestling Goons Radio podcast, uh, love to have you on the show. If you're not listening, you need to. Got some good stuff going on. Um, anybody who's listening wants to see Scott Hall on the show, send him a tweet. Little Birdie told me he loves that. So let's get him on here. Uh, I think that would be a big thing for us. Uh, if no one else has anything they want to add, we'll go ahead and close the show. Um, first off, I want to go ahead and thank uh, Max Sports Channel and Power Station FM and all of our fans and listeners keep supporting us letting us know what we can do to improve you know as always find us on social media twitter at goons radio facebook wrestling goons radio like subscribe rate us let us know how we're doing and as always this is wrestling goons radio i am your host brian compton for dan tanner michael robinson we'll see you when we see you